This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show. Because how far away are the Yankees from being a World Series contender? And how do you fix this mess? Through 120 games right now, there are 500 teams sitting in last place of arguably the best division in baseball. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, this is, you know, we're just simply not playing well enough. And, you know, that's, you know, starts with me and, and on down, we got to be better. I mean, that's a broken record, right? Reality is whatever's ahead of us, there's a lot of season left. You know, we talk about being towards the end or there's a quarter of the season left and we got to do better than this. This the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. The Yankees lose tonight to the Braves. So far, they've been outscored in this series 16-3. to If you're Hal Steinbrenner, how do you look at what is happening with your team against the, the now gold standard in baseball and say, yeah, Brian Cashman is going to be able to get us to that level based on what you've seen him do just let's just go the last five years. The Yankees were on the doorstep of a World Series in 2017. 27 outs away, couldn't get there, and since then have not come close, uh, or not have not have come close, but they haven't gotten back as far as they did with Girardi. So if you're Hal Steinbrenner, is the solution getting rid of your general manager? And I think that is the solution. I think that's I'm a the direction. Confused this year, why they're so upset. <laughs> Yeah, why well, he's confused. Is he still confused? Uh, are are you watching what's happening to this team? They've won one series since July. They're 500 on August 15th. They've got a minus 12 run differential. You still confused? 14 years removed from winning a World Series. And this is going to be in a t- t- three-year run. So 2021-2022 2023 in a three-year run they will have one playoff series win and that's in five games against the guardians and in three playoff wins in a three-year span you still confused how do you not get it not yet i mean it's embarrassing to watch what's happening to this team and they are essentially wasting away the primes of both aaron judge and garrett cole your two best players Garrett Cole probably going to win the Cy Young this year. Aaron Judge won the MVP last year. So they were at the top of their games in back-to-back seasons, getting the highest honor awarded to a position player and then a pitcher. And you have one playoff series win the show for it. It's not good enough. That is not good enough. Meanwhile, with the Mets... So the story came out yesterday that there was strife between Verlander and Scherzer that actually went back to their days as teammates in Detroit, and it continued uh, in their time with the Mets when they spent, you know, what, three months together? What was supposed to be a long run through the National League into the World Series and leading to a championship lasted three months. For Verlander... Started the season hurt, then he went two and two and five stars with a four eight ERA. And I, I understand that the, the tail end of his Mets career, he was pitching great, but uh, to essentially get nothing from him prior to July was the the nail in the coffin. You needed him to be excellent early, especially with the season teetering, and he was not able to stop the bleeding due to injury and being ineffective. And now you hear the story come out; he was a diva. 
He was detached from his teammates, wasn't a, a, a good clubhouse guy, and he was challenging and critical of the Mets' analytics department. So I wonder now if all the people who were against the Mets dealing him could have kept him and stayed competitive at the you know end of this season into next season. Do you change your mind when you hear this story? Now, I wonder for Verlander how much of that is. You go from being, I mean, on the best team in baseball for, what, five years. You win two championships. Every year you're in the championship series to this Mets, uh, to, to this mess with the Mets. How much does that wane on you? And I'm not excusing his behavior. And if this is true, that he became a diva and he was not cool with his teammates. I'm not saying that it should lead to that. But there is an adjustment you have to make. You're a Hall of Fame pitcher at, at the, at really on the back nine of your career. You're about winning championships and trying to add to that. And this is the situation you're plagued by, having to play on this bad team. Ultimately, I think the Mets made the right decision. Certainly doesn't feel good if you're a fan watching Scherzer go from being what he was with this team to now 3-0 and with a 1-8 ERA in Texas. That is a tough pill to swallow if you're a Mets fan. Really, really tough. Really, really tough. But staying in New York baseball right now can't get any worse. And there are going to be fireworks set off in the offseason. We could have both managers gone. Uh, the general managers, there's a question mark about them. It's going to be a lot of turnover. We'll see what happens with both teams. In basketball... The NBA released today the schedule for the in-season tournament. And for the Knicks, we know they're going to play the Bucks on Christmas Day, which should be fun. Giannis at the Garden. Uh, last year was in B. So the Knicks are going to you know, keep getting these Christmas Day games. And as long as they're, they're, they're playing well and earning them, who can complain? But the in-season tournament set to begin on November 3rd will have... The Knicks go to Milwaukee to face the Bucks on ESPN to kick things off, which is exciting. So how it works is there are is this is group stage play. So there are going to be six groups, three from each conference. So three in the East, three in the West. Five teams face each other once, and the six winners, in addition to the two second place finishers, will advance to the quarterfinals, and. Players can earn up to $500,000 each for winning the championship, $250,000 for losing in the championship game, $100,000 for losing in the semis, and $50,000 for losing in the quarterfinals. So you wonder if that is enough of a financial incentive for these stars to be involved in these games. Because what they're trying to do is counteract the load management that has really, really put a, uh, a stain on the on the league. It's diluted the product to such a degree. It, it, you know, why does the regular season matter? So you got to find a way to spice it up. I don't know if this does it. When I first heard about this in-season tournament, I was like, yo, this is goofy. Why am I interested? What does it matter? If your team, like if the Lakers, who I'm a fan of, if they, if they win this in-season tournament and then win the title in June, is that two banners? Does LeBron go from four rings to, to six rings? So does he now catch Jordan? Like, is that how it works? LeBron can 
at the end of next season have six championships right alongside Jordan, and now we're the, the, the conversation gets more interesting about who the greatest player of all time is? Is that how it works? It just felt goofy to me. Really, really goofy. Uh, but the, the Knicks start off with Milwaukee, and then they'll play the Wizards before hosting the Heat rematch of the Eastern Conference semis. And then they'll wrap up that with the Hornets and then I guess play the team with the best record of that group to see who advances to the quarterfinals. And then the Nets, they'll play the Celtics, the Raptors, the Magic, and who else do they play? So the Celtics, the Raptors, the Magic. Uh, that's all I see here for the Nets. Uh, and, and each of the games, with the exception of the championship game, count toward the regular season standings. And for teams that don't advance to the quarterfinals, they'll receive two additional games. So, I mean, it's the NBA trying to juice up the regular season. I don't know that it's going to work. I don't know that you're going to see an end to load management. It's it's hard to convince these these organizations that you know the regular season matters. It's really tough. The priority is to keep these stars healthy to be able to endure the long run. And if that's uh, people, my, my argument against that though, is stars get, get hurt anyway. These stars are getting hurt anyway. It, it doesn't seem to have fixed the problem. Every single year we see guys dropping like flies. So that's the only thing to me that, uh, that's one of the things to me you can use to push back on the load management. It's not good for the product. It's bad for the paying customer who who's coming to watch your stars play. You know the 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 nationally televised uh, games, especially, are, are are you know having their executives not love it. ESPN, ABC, TNT, they don't love when you get you know Lakers, Warriors, and LeBron, Steph, Draymond, and AD are all resting. It's not good for the league. Not at all. But we'll see what happens. We'll see if there is any impact at all that this in-season tournament brings. 800-919-3776. Another thing I wanted to put out there uh, was I was listening to Dan Orlovsky on the K Show, and I was elated to hear he agrees with me. He agrees with something that I've been saying about the Giants for weeks now. And I, I got called a troll for this. I don't know what Lonnie was thinking, Lonnie in Harlem. But uh, all I've been saying is uh, it's, it's weird to me that the Giant fan comes into the season with no real expectations and no threat of being disappointed if this team makes the playoffs. So let's ask Dan Orlovsky, what are the expectations for the Giants? I think that the Giants have very much so closed the gap on the Cowboys. I think it's Philadelphia with the team to beat in that division. I think the Giants are going to be a little bit driven through the eyes of their defense. This is a defense now that has a tremendous defensive line. If Banks is as good in coverage as a lot of these defensive-minded people, expert-wise, say he is, Link is going to come after people. They will blitz your face off, and they'll be able to play in man coverage. So he thinks that they've closed the gap on the Cowboys. All right, so Darren Olofsky, one of the best football minds we have, thinks that the Giants 
have closed a gap on the Cowboys. We know the Giants paid their quarterback. They brought their running back back on a team-friendly deal. He's happy. Read a story today in The Athletic that had a detailed outline of what Darren Waller is going to bring to this offense, assuming he's healthy. He's gonna uh, he's going to help Daniel Jones in you know the intermediate game with throws right over the middle, the short passing game. We know he's a big threat down the field. If he stays on the field, he can be a legitimate weapon. We know that. Your defense was mediocre last year. Can even if it's mediocre or a little bit better, then that's awesome. The conference is weak, so why why aren't the expectations higher? I, I saw Steve Serby in the New York Post today. Giants' Daniel Jones has never looked more dangerous. Raving reviews about Waller, raving reviews about Hyatt. The expectation has to be that they make the playoffs. I'm not saying it's Super Bowl or bust. I'm not saying you got to get to the championship game. I'm not saying you got to get further than you did last year. All I'm saying is this. You missed the playoffs after you just paid your quarterback 40 M's? That's a disappointment. That's a disappointment. 800-919-3776. We hit, a lot. We hit on a lot there. Talked Yankees. Talked Mets. Got into the Jets. Apparently on Hard Knocks, which I'll be able to rewatch or not rewatch. I'll be able to watch episode two tomorrow. Solid went off on his offensive line after that joint practice against the Panthers, questioning their eth- uh, their efforts. So I- I- I'm looking forward to seeing that. Be able to get into that tomorrow. Hit on the Giants. Hit on the in-season tournament. So we're going all over the map. Whatever you want to talk about. 800-919-3776. We'll get to your phone calls when we return. Keep it locked right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tarp, are you a Giants fan? Am I correct in saying this? Yes, I am. So you mean to tell me if they finish 8-9 and nine and miss the playoffs, that's not disappointing? It would be very disappointing. You're not going to be up in arms? You're not going to be throwing books at, at, at your window? I'd be annoyed. I'm not going to be like one of these people that say, oh, I, do I have to see it first? No, if you're telling me 8-9 and, and I miss the playoffs, I don't got to look at anything. I missed the playoffs. So I'm not wrong about this. You agree with me. I agree with you. It's not me being a troll or me being too hard on the Giants. A, a, a Giant fan is telling me they agree with, with the standard being you have to make the playoffs or that's a disappointment. I have them 9-8 and eight making it as a 7 seed because obviously the schedule is not easy. Yeah, but it's I tough. Think, I think they can be a 10-win team if, they, if, everybody, if everybody reaches their ceiling. I've got the reigning coach of the year. Mm-hmm. My coordinators are back. Correct. Another year under the system for Daniel Jones, who's got weapons. You still got you still got sexy Dexy. You dropped to the corner. Linebacker might be an issue. But, but, but you just brought in a linebacker. Yeah, but I'm saying, but still, you know, like you, yeah, you're, you're still, still you're still you're still thin at that position, and right. if the 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 case can be made. Uh, the Giants don't have a ton of depth, so injuries obviously have to be the, the biggest variable. But uh, I, what you just laid out is correct, man. You, you've got it both. You were afraid of losing your coordinators. They both come back. You've got the coach of the year. You've got a quarterback getting paid forty million. Saquon's back. 
You you uh, Dory Jackson's got a a corner now. Banks who you, who's opposite of him, who you feel good about. And I'm not I'm not gonna like go deep into this, but Kayvon Thibodeau's numbers last year, even though he didn't get the sacks, he did win his his pass blocking rate or his matchups most of the time. So I'm expecting more sacks from him this year. Of course, you should be. I like it. I see. I like it. I like when we're on the same page. We are much better now than where we were an hour and 22 minutes ago when you started the show with a, a, an immediate screw-up. It almost uh, derailed the entire program. I don't know what you're talking about. Almost derailed the entire program. I mean, the Sports Center music is playing while the, the intro is playing, and I, you know, you're a veteran now, and I'm expecting that you're not going to still be making these same mistakes, but the hiccups, uh, they, they just keep on coming. Keep on coming. So I'm very disappointed in you, but I'm I'm glad that we have found common ground. <laughs> common ground. That's all you can hope for in this world. <laughs> That's all you can hope for. 800-919-3776. Before I get to the phone calls, real quick, Dan Orlovsky on the case show, uh, weighed in on whether or not the Jets can or are the Jets a Super Bowl contender. My reasoning is this. You better have an elite rusher, an elite rusher. You have to. That's why Buffalo has Vaughn Miller, Cincinnati has Trey Hendrickson, and the Jets have Quinn and Williams, along with other people, right? Number two, you have to be efficient, and you have to have a dynamic player on the perimeter offensively. Buffalo Bills have Stephon Diggs. The Cincinnati Bengals have Jamar Chase. Number three, you have to have a guy that can stand across the sideline and go face-to-face with Patrick Mahomes. The Jets have never had that. They have it now. And there's only a three other teams, who, excuse me, two other teams who have all of that. And so there is no question to ask that they are capable, absolutely, of getting to the Super Bowl. This, that's not fool's gold. It's all in. I love it. Very capable of getting to the Super Bowl. And, and quickly, uh, I have to mention Dalvin Cook. I know the controversy surrounding him, him being signed is uh, what he's dealing with off the field. Uh, the allegations of of domestic violence that just sound really awful, of you know him engaging in just nefarious behavior, uh, holding his former girlfriend against her will, and she suffers a concussion because he hit her, and you know he tried to um, give us some hush money, and that's being litigated in court right now. Those are all allegations, so we got to see it play out. But if those are true, that's just distasteful, and, and we have no place for that. The only thing is we've seen in the NFL, especially if you can help a team win and you're valuable, they're, they are willing to look past your transgressions, your shortcomings, and and as long as it helps their operation, as long as it, it helps them in the win column, you know, they're, they're willing to, to take a chance on you. Now, the Jets have said that they did the, the vetting process. They talked to him and they feel comfortable where they are uh, in this and signing him and bringing him on board. But, of, of course, if it is proven that he did commit those egregious crimes, it's going to be a terrible look for the organization. It's going to be really bad. Going to be terrible. 800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn wants to weigh in on the NBA in-season tournament. What's up, Jose? What's going on, Ty? Good evening. Shout out to the company. And I see that, you know, the Rothenberg in you of hazing your fellow coworkers is still, you know, go- going strong. <laughs> well, listen, what, what we do on this program 
is we air it out. If you are committing <laughs> mistakes on the board or call screening, we're going to let the audience know. The audience wants to be in on everything that's happening. We, we lift the curtain. Yeah, we we, we want to hold each other accountable. We want to be transparent. So when Harvey stinks, we got to let people know. <laughs> All right, so two points. One is the in-season tournament. The other is, you know, the James Harden stuff, which I got a crack of listening to you yesterday. Um, well, uh, the in-season tournament, I, 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 I'm... I'm for it. I'm into trying new things, and I'm, you know, I don't think it diminishes the, you know, NBA title or anyone's going to be asking if it's the same thing or if it's going to be two banners. I just think that this is just something that's going to be fun to drum up some interest. Um, I, we, we, it, it's never a big deal, deal when college does it because you know they have like the Big Ten. ACC thing that they have and then you know we have the Dickie V tournaments and the Maui Invitationals and all of those that go on in season and I don't see them you know taking away from you know the actual March Madness so I, I I'm all for it it's going to be all cool I think it's going to be cool and I don't I don't see players sitting out I really doubt that LeBron and Curry are going to sit out <laughs> Uh, on a on a big time ma- matchup where they they're not going to have that many you know matchups you know where, where they're at in their careers. I think that it's going to be it's just going to be fun. And as far as for James Harden, um, situation's funny to me, you know, because do I think Daryl Morey definitely went back on his word in in some case? Yes, <laughs> and I definitely do think that they kind of set. Um, But it's one of those situations where I'm just like, if I'm management and I'm seeing this and he kind of looks like, you know, that aging NFL running back. And I'm just like, why would I reinvest and put all this money into him just for, you know, just from a word standing standpoint, you know, guess what? The Giants gave Saquon a bigger offer and then they rescinded and said, nah, you know what? We're just going to give you the franchise tag and be happy with it. So he's kind of lucky that he's getting the guaranteed deal where he's opted in because he was not going to get anywhere near the money on uh, on the open market. Yeah, but he would have gotten, possibly would have gotten more security as far as like a, a, a longer contract. Like he opted into the final year year of his deal so essentially he's on an expiring contract right now where they really given him that the, like like the money was what 45 what is it what is he guaranteed this year right now I, I gotta look it up uh but i think it's somewhere in the 40s because All remember right, so... he he had taken a pay cut a couple of years ago and the idea was, I'm gonna leave some money on the table. And right now, mm-hmm. he's he's making 35 million dollars. So that's the uh, that that that's the the money that he's making this year. The idea was yeah. he's gonna leave some money on the table in hopes of you know them being yeah. able to sign other players. And they did. You know, PJ Tucker came in, Niang comes in, uh, DeAnthony Melton. So they were able to put some players around him. And I think the wink, wink was once it's time for you to get paid, we're going to take care of you. But you know, <laughs> after his shortcomings in the playoffs once again, and I don't think that the flirting during the season with the Rockets helped him. That was just a yeah. bad look for him. 
No, exactly. And one thing I will say, because, you know, I love, you know, I love Buddha and, you know, he was mentioning all the New York Knicks fans yesterday. And no, everything. he's calling them you out. Know, <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny, though? Like, for, for like, because I have a 76er fan that lives in my neighborhood. And with all the trash talking he did with the process and, you know, the Knicks lost with Phil Jackson and you, you guys didn't get anything. We got a bead, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, you know what? Look at you guys now. This is sad because at the end of the day, you didn't get anywhere further than what the Knicks got, which was a second second round mm. playoff appearance. So that's all yeah. I have to say about that. Talk that, that talk, and Jose. I'm, Yo, Buddha, you listening? Yeah. Appreciate the call. Yo, Buddha, you listening? <laughs> Nick fans, Nick fans want the smoke. How you gonna come up here on these airwaves and and do all that pumping in your chest when you got just as far as them in the playoffs last year? The franchise that you laugh at. Went to the second round just like you did. Talk that talk, Jose. Alessandro is in Sycamore. What's up, Alessandro? Hey, how you doing, Ty? Uh, first time, long time. Thank you, man. Uh, I just wanted your, you know, I, I enjoy your show. I don't know how long you've been on for, but, you know, I uh, I went to school with Ricky DiPietro. I know some of the guys. We do some podcasts. But anyway, oh, nice. I want to talk some Jets and stuff like that. I, I like what they're doing. Um, you know, I, I want to, you know, I don't think it's not going to be. Listen, I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust, but, you know, if they win a couple of playoff games, we haven't been a playoff game in, you know, God knows how many years. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I would like to see, hey, you know, I'd like to see us get a, a, a tackle or some other lineman. What do you think might be freed up between now and the trading deadline? Or what do you think we should give up to get them? Oh, listen, you got to be all in, Alessandro. The problem is, and I appreciate the call, what team is giving away a tackle? Like I just don't see it happening. It's not like the league is just flush with great offensive lines. It is a position that's hard to come by, which is why it hurt so much that, you know, during the draft, when you know they needed a tackle, they were one pick away. You know, New England trades back with, with Pittsburgh, and, and, and Pittsburgh takes Broderick Jones. Like, that hurt. It's tough to envision because when you think about, like, the trade deadline, you know, teams selling off. What's the reason why you're selling off? Well, because we're tanking, we're, we're in the midst of or about to go through a rebuild. Well, if you have an elite tackle, then part of your rebuild process is to keep that because you want to solidify an offensive line for your next quarterback who you're hoping to groom and develop. How are you going to do that by trading away a tackle, knowing how hard it is to come by? So that's that's the, you know, that's the thorn in the side of the Jets like you could have been in, you were in position to draft one and it just was taken right from you uh just just the pick right ahead of yours and you would have had him if you didn't have to trade back 13 to 15 with Green Bay 800-919-3776 calls are lining up we'll get to you still 30 minutes left in the program we're all over the map Jets Giants Yankees Mets wherever you want to go we're right here Ty Butler going until midnight right here on 9870 ESPN This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. And you know me, I love that feeling of vindication. I love it. I got one of my boys who's a Jet fan for months prior to the trade, for months said to me, no interest in Rodgers. No interest. He's a diva, cancerous, bad locker room guy. Don't want him. 
Got a text today from said Jets fan. I love how he's being positive and taking control of this team. Just watch Hard Knocks. Said Hard Knocks is really making Rogers lovable. Coming over to the to the good side. I, I've been saying this for months. It was overrated that the the knock on Rogers should be the postseason failures. The postseason failures have to be on his resume because it is unbecoming of a guy this great to go now 13 years without getting back to a Super Bowl. Brett Favre got to two. Got to get to another Super Bowl. And some of the years wasn't on him. 2014, losing on an onside kick to Seattle. That's not on him. 2015, losing all of your receivers and you did everything in your power to get that game to overtime, only to lose it on a Larry Fitzgerald run down the field that set up Arizona for the, the walk-off touchdown. That's not his fault. 2016, they just got uh, they, they just got embarrassed by the Falcons. I mean, John Kuhn on that second offensive possession fumbles in the red zone, and then the, that that Falcons, what was that? They were the sixth highest scoring team in NFL history. But last year, the loss to the uh, the Lions at the end of the season wasn't a playoffs, but it was still a playoff game. That's on him. The year before that, you put up ten points at home against Jimmy G's Niners. You could put some of the blame on him that loss to Tampa Bay at home in the NFC Championship game. Where they scored only, what, 22 points? And I get Tampa's defense was great, but he did have an opportunity on that third down play in the red zone to run it in. Didn't do that. LaFleur has to take some blame, too, because you know, while you're kicking a field goal, they're down eight, giving the ball back to Brady. That made no sense. But with all that being said, it's fair to be critical of his postseason resume. All of the cancer and, you know, he's a bad teammate, that stuff to me was so overblown. He was such a bad teammate that Lazard and, Lazard and Cobb followed him to the Jets. So I love the feeling of vindication. My boy hitting me today with you know, his love for Rodgers after he hated him for years. Even days before the trade. Gotta love him coming over to, to the good side. 800-919-3776. Lonnie's in Harlem. Wants to defend himself from calling me a troll earlier today. I got the tweets. I got the receipts, my G. Let's hear it. Good evening, Ty. Good evening, Julian. Good evening, Sir Harvey. Shout out to the company. Now, Sensei, I did not call you a troll. What I said, if you read it correctly, I said, is this your way of trolling my Giants throughout this season? And the only reason I said that is because you keep saying the same thing. And I already agreed with you on the phone about this. So, so why, I don't even know why you even... So why hold is on, it, let me finish. Okay, go ahead. You're right. Hold on, let me finish. Let okay, me go finish. ahead. You, got what you, you, you summoned me by saying my name. I'm out here living in peace, and you're over here saying that I'm calling you a troll. Delani, the, the Delani and Harlem show on ESPN New York, 98.7 ESPN. Let's go. Continue. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah, here, here we go. Dave does the same thing. But listen, anyway, so all I was saying, if you read those tweets as well, I said I'm not calling you a troll. I said... I agree with you. I do believe the Giants should make the playoffs. I don't think they should be taking a step back. And all these other fans out here saying that or whatever, I don't believe that myself. Now, obviously, with as Harvey said earlier, with, with very thin in certain positions, especially uh, middle linebacker, 
I wish we would have, you know, we drafted somebody. Obviously, with us, you know, hopefully he, you know, plays out. We also have, uh, I forgot who we have, uh, the guy that's just coming off injury, I believe. But listen, I'm not saying we should take the step back. Paying Daniel Jones all that money, the boy, the boy better ball out, especially now that we got the pieces. The only thing that I can only worry about is to the health because we don't have the depth. So if the help is not bad, that's the only thing I can say might drag us down. But I believe Harvey said nine wins, then he jumped to ten. So I don't know which one is which one is good with him. I think ten and seven, we get in, and hopefully we can make it past the first round, just like we did the, just like last year. The, the taking a step back part, I don't, I don't agree with Thank at you. all. The Giants need to move on and move upward. Thank you. Especially like you said, especially like you said, since they decided to pay. Daniel Jones, all of that money. Now that they got the pieces, we got the coach, we got the offensive coordinator, we got the defensive coordinator. Now is the year. Now we really got to see what Daniel Jones can do. Obviously, we've seen he's, he's a decent quarterback, but can he be great with great coaching? He hasn't had great coaching up until well, up until can... last year. Last year he had excellent right. coaching. Right. So, Ta, Sensei. Don't ever sit here and say that I called you a troll. You insinuated you know, it. The... You insinuated it. But you know what I meant, bro. You know what I meant. By but that. listen, I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I didn't mean saying like, "Yo, you are a troll." You got. You got to. You got to be clear. You got to be. You got to be clear. I know y'all people from Harlem. Sometimes you you get mixed up in your words, and the dialect is you know a little off. Sometimes I appreciate the call, Lonnie, but you got to be clear. You're insinuating that I'm a troll. Uh, by by just simply pointing out that the Giants, who everyone keeps raving about, should not take so much of a step back that they miss the playoffs. And if that happens, it's a disappointment. I'm excited for this. Buddha, uh, some, some smoke was thrown in your direction, my man. That they, they was Those shots were ringing off. Unprovoked drive-by on the boy Buddha in the Bronx. So he called into the show because he wants to fire off something back at, at the haters. So let's hear it. Were they unprovoked? Uh, you know, Mr. Hype Man? <laughs> Listen, I'm just here for the fun, man. I, I, I got the little gif of me eating the popcorn. I'm just here. I, I'm just here to watch. Well, you started it last night with the saying how Buddha's always getting after Knicks fans, which is not true. I, I just once in a while speak the truth about something. But, no, you know, no, listen, man. You got, I, a history of, you got a history of taking shots at the Knicks fans. You know they sensitive out here. Yeah, okay. Listen, I, you know, I, 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 I don't take umbers with anything that anybody said because I'll be honest with you, and Jose included, I know more about the Knicks than most of these guys who call him, <laughs> and they're not even my own team. Oh, I mean, man. listen, you can attack me all you want. You can attack my choices. You can attack my, my delivery. I tell you one thing you can't attack, though, is universally respected is my sports knowledge. Ooh, Lonnie, I'm going to I'm gonna get at this guy right now, Lonnie. I know you listen, <laughs> but listen. Check this out. I, what I really called about, I just did that. That's all in fun. It's all in jest. And like I said, you know, I don't feel like I'm much better than any other callers or nothing like that. I just feel like, you know, my delivery, you know, and, and my research is just a little notch above. It's not not nothing to take personal, you know. Any Nick fan who feels some kind of way, listen, I love you to death, man, you know. But, uh, I thought you were going to say any Nick fan feels some type of way coming to the Bronx so we could get it popping. I thought that's what you were going with, but you, you went the— I mean, why there you go again? <laughs> Trying to start something, fool me, putting hands on feet on people. I mean, come on, bro. I'm 51 years old. I'm too old for that. Uh, yeah, I just man. send the goons. I just send the goons to go do that. You pass. You, you, you pass. Anyway. You pass your prime now. Those hands don't work the same way like like it did 20 years ago. Yeah. I feel you. Not, I feel you. Not even necessary. Not even necessary. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're a fool. 
Wait, wait. <laughs> Listen, what I called to talk to you about, really, on the serious though, you know, um, you have it's two things. It's, it's the NBA tournament, but first, when you talk about the Giants fans and and, and the people calling and the lowered expectations for the Giants this year, you know, it's similar to like what the people call in and they talk about the Jets, and it's like. You know, I'm concerned about Rogers' health. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about that. You're not really saying what you're really concerned about. What you're concerned about is you don't know if you have a defensive coordinator or a head coach. Mm. Now, with the Giants, you're saying this and that, and I don't know, the schedule's going to be tougher. You know, the sun might not shine on the same part of the field that it did last year and all these other different things. You're concerned that you're not settled in and willing to say that Daniel Jones is your starting quarterback past this or next year. And that's all those two discussions are about. That's fast. You know, a lot of times for me, people just need to speak it with their chest and stop talking all around and going around this corner and that corner. Just say what it is. It's okay. Nobody's going to get mad at you. And even if they do, who cares? I feel you, Buddha. I feel you, man. With the NBA tournament. Listen, with the NBA tournament, people. Yeah, quickly, because I got to run. Quickly. I'll be be 20 seconds. You know, um, Silver knows that this is not going to stop load management. But he knows two things. It's going to give the illusion that he tried to address it. And second, it's going to have people watching it. And money is money. And that's what it all really boils down to. I mean, these big guys are not going to play if they don't want to play. Yeah. It is what it is. I agree. We're all going to watch it. I love the call, but would appreciate you chiming in on the program. 800-919-3776. We wrap the show when we return with your phone calls right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Love when, when beefs start popping off on the show. Then you get the one who's taking shots, copping please. Jose apologizing now to Buddha from the Bronx who don't want the smoke anymore because his hands don't work as good as they used to 20 years ago. So they're having a little love fest on Twitter. Ty D. Butler is where you can find me. Makes me sick. 800-919-3776. Love y'all. Eli's in Washingtonville. Be quick, but don't hurry, man. We're up against the clock. What do you got, Eli? Yeah, man, you did a mortal sin. You cut Buddha off of a conversation. You know how he, how he likes to hear himself talk. Oh, we take... Yo, Buddha... <laughs> yo, what's going on? Everybody coming at Buddha on the show. What's going on? Oh, man. Damn, Buddha. I'm going at your boy, Michael K, too. This guy, well, you heard his rant today about him and the Yankees. Listen, it is what it is. The Yankees are not good, and Michael K just has to admit it and stop playing both sides of the fence. Like he, he, the problem with Michael K is that he'll talk about the. He feels like he's the only one that can criticize the Yankees. Like the, the, uh, people call and criticize the Yankees, and he 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 throws on his his uh his Yankee armor and starts protecting the team. Well. Well, listen, I, I I appreciate the call, Eli. My bad. I'm up against the clock. Hit me up to, again tomorrow. We, we could talk after the Yankees-Braves. Uh, I didn't hear the rant from today. I do know he has been critical of the Yankees. And, look, it, it, it's it's hard to avoid that. They, they're a bad team. They're 500. But call me up tomorrow. We can further get into the Yankee drama. And if you got issues with K, call up his show. He's on 3 to 7. So you want to smoke with him, call up, call up the K show. 800-919-3776. I know this is going to be hard for you, Richard, because you love to talk for hours at a time. But be quick. I've got two and a half minutes here. Let me hear what you got. And now he's silent. Richard. Hi. Hi. Yes. I'm here. Let me hear. Hi. Can you imagine the coaching job that Bill Parcells did in 1997? 
He took a Jet team that won one game and won with his first year there nine games. And he did it with three or four different quarterbacks. I think three for sure. I think he started with O'Donnell. Then he went to uh, Foley. And then I think he used Ray Lucas. Richard, I've got Richard. I got forty seconds left here in the show. I need you to get to what's the point you're making here. Let me hear. Well, I mean, you'll never see a coaching job like that ever again. Eight wins like that without a a great quarterback, with even without even a very good quarterback. Okay, one last thing, Ty. In four weeks, we may have the most expensive ticket ever in New York City sports history. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but you're going to tell me quickly though. Djokovic versus Alcaraz Sunday in the uh, tennis finals at at uh, Flushing Meadow Park. I think tickets will go for ten thousand dollars a pop if that comes about. Ten thousand dollars versus Alcaraz. You gonna pay the ten thousand dollars to get up in there? Because I know you are you I are a tennis. So. Rich people, rich people will pay for that. You should pay oh, for yeah. it. You're rich. Changing I heard you're a guard. I heard you're a dentist. You're rich. Yeah. I wouldn't pay ten thousand for it. <laughs> Yo, Richard, I gotta I'll go. Be interested in, I gotta I, go, Richard. I, I'll, I'll be interested. It'll be great for New York City, though. Awesome. If that should happen. Thank you, Richard, for the call. Appreciate it. We're up against the clock. We'll be back tomorrow and the rest of the week, ten to midnight. Ten to midnight. The next week, I believe it's next week. Yeah, next week I'll be a couple of days filling in on DPHO and Rothenberg get to hang with my guy Dan Grasso, so I'm excited about that. What a show tonight. We went all over the map, got into everything, and then Harvey teases to me Pat O'Keefe had a take about Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki that I'm going to find interesting tomorrow. Maybe we can get into that. Pat O'Keefe's going to be on the morning show, so tune into that. 6 to 10 a.m. Should be fun. I'll be back 22 hours from now. Thank you to Julian and Harvey. We're signing off. Keep it locked right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.